Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, Audible, and Away Luggage. Awesome, awesome products and companies I'll tell you about later. How you guys doing? I am exhausted, but I'm happy as hell because I'm exhausted for good reasons, you know? A lot of work opportunities. That always feels good. Working's really just my favorite thing. I don't know if you heard that in the background. That was just my shoe uh, making noise against my chair, not a bodily function noise. Um, that was gross. I regret saying that, um, but I'm going to leave it in. You know what I mean? I'm not going to edit it out because that's who I am. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I love working. It's really just makes me so happy, but I feel like I have to, you know, actually cut myself off at certain points otherwise like today I'm certain I could work until midnight and I might have to because um Natasha and I really committed to (laughs) this Europe tour and we keep adding cities uh we've actually decided to even add a show in LA before we leave um that's on April 11th if you happen to be in LA we're doing a show at uh the Pally House Hotel uh, and they're like restaurant garden area but yeah, it's it's putting on a Europe tour uh, is, is quite the feat. So I hope you guys come to the shows. You know, we're putting a lot into this. Um, I'll give you my show dates now. Uh, I will be in Boston March 24th at Laugh Boston at 8 p.m. You can get tickets for that at Laugh Boston or at my website, Rachel Bryan Comedy. And then I will be in... Portland, Oregon, April 4th through 7th at Harvey's Comedy Club in Portland with my friend Jack Jr. You'll see uh, tickets on the Harvey's Comedy Club website uh, under his name. And then uh, April 11th here in West Hollywood, California at Pally House Hotel, April 11th. Um, No charge for tickets on that. It's just a two-item minimum, you know. Get an appetizer and a glass of wine. They have delicious food and drinks there. Uh, And then... April 16th and 17th at Westside Comedy Club in New York. You can get tickets on their site or again on my site, Rachel Bryan Comedy. That's Westside Comedy Club in New York, April 16th and 17th. And then April 19th and 20th, we will be in Inverness, Scotland at Tuchter's Comedy Club. And the tickets for that are specifically only on my website, rachelbryancomedy.com. So that's April 19th and 20th in Inverness, Scottish Highlands and then we added a date in Edinburgh I think I'm saying all of these cities wrong and feel free to email me and let me know you know people like to tell me when I screw up and uh, as well you should you know Um, so Edinburgh uh, that one is April 21st so we're in Scottish Highlands and Inverness um, the 19th and 20th and then we go to Edinburgh on April 21st and then we're in London April 23rd at Moving Picture Cinema you can get tickets at their site or at my site, rachelbryancomedy.com. And then we go to possibly this, like, apparently it's just the guy said a fancy town outside of England. He's someone that Natasha knows. We might be going there after London, but I'm not sure. And then perhaps Berlin, but for sure now we're going to be in Prague on April 28th. And I don't know a lot about Prague, so I can't, like exactly say like the area that it's in but let me just tell you the name of the place we just got this one the Prague venue is a maze in hmm, not gonna say this right t-c-c-h-a-i-o-n no t-c-c-h-a-i-o-v-n-a a maze in whatever that word is um you know what, just go to my website and uh, you'll see ticket links for these because there's no way I can direct you to where this place is. But that's Prague and that's April 28th. And then we're going to Paris for a few days and I'm going to try to get us a venue there. So if you happen to be traveling to Paris or live in Paris, you'll probably see us there anytime between May 1st and May 4th. And I'm going to try to book a show there. And Katie and Brittany and Stassi and Lala will also all be there. So I'll have to force them to come to my show, you know. So it's very exciting. I'm excited that Natasha and I took on this, this, uh, this feat. But you know, it takes a lot of coordinating. 
and stuff. But it's going to be so fun. So really excited if you guys are in these cities. Uh, I get to meet you. And I think I mentioned on the podcast before, Natasha works with this app called WeGo, where she set up like discounted hotel rooms for people that have to travel. And then these um, VIP dinner and drink experiences with us. So uh, yeah, if you want to know more about that, just email me or DM me on Instagram, Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Okay, I'm gonna stop giving you guys facts now and let's just chat, you know, me and you. Me and you while you're in your car or at work or working out. Do people listen to podcasts while working out? I feel like I feel like a high intensity workout and a podcast don't really go well together. Um, maybe just like a walk. Actually, when I was in Palm Springs uh, two weeks ago or a week, like a little over a week ago, um, my mom had gotten food poisoning, felt horrible. So she was sleeping all day and I was bored. So I decided to go on two walks around my develop, like the development my parents live in, which was a total of like eight or nine miles. And I listened to true crime podcasts the entire time. I'm starting to think I need to stop listening to true crime podcasts though, because and now I'm just terrified of everything. Like, I already said weird shit on dates. You know, I would literally just go, I would just straight up ask a guy if they were a serial killer. Who's going to say yes to that? You know, that's just the dumbest. Especially a serial killer. Of course, they're not going to say yes to it. Or maybe they say yes and then they just pretend like they're joking. Like, so dumb. But now I'm just terrified of everything. I should have never listened to the podcast about the Black Dahlia murder. Uh, what's the other ones I've been listening to? Oh, this one's so sad because it's, I don't even think the case is closed to live and die in LA. That one's terrifying. Um, yeah, there's so many of them. What is the other one? Sword and Scale? Just terrifying stories of like women that like narrowly escaped, like a woman that was abducted and put in this house, uh, and you know, attacked and all this stuff. And she was there for three days, like tied up this guy not knowing that also in this house were the bodies of three other women that he'd already murdered. Like, terrifying stuff like that. And the only reason she got away is because the guy fell asleep and she used his phone to call 911. It's just, yeah, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Because now I'm scared. And, you know, I already sleep with a knife uh, under my bed, uh, which people find very strange. I'm like, I live alone. Why would I not have protection? You know? Whatever. Um... Yeah, I we had a. Uh, I don't know if you guys have started listening to. I have another podcast called Screwed Up Stories. Uh, it's, I, I love it. It's awesome. It's basically, you know, people tell uh, their true screwed up story to you know kind of make all of us feel better about when we screwed up. And today on the podcast, we interviewed uh, Wendy, Wendy McClendon Covey from the Goldbergs and Bridesmaids. And man, her story is so cool. Her overall story was basically just when she. Um, decided to or had to own um screwing up in life and but it leads into how much fear she had that about even trying to be an actress and how late she really even started I mean she went and saw a groundling show I think when she was maybe I'm guessing by the her timeline I think she was married at 26 I feel like she said this was like two years after being married so 28 she first saw a groundling show around 28 and was like I want to do that so bad I I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. And it took her four years to pick up the phone and call and book a class. So that just tells me that anyone can do anything. Like just start no matter what age you are, no matter where, like if you, if you feel called to do something with your life, I mean, I'm saying only safe stuff. Like if you feel called to be a serial killer, please call the police on yourself right now. I'm talking about good stuff. If you feel called to write a screenplay or a book or, you know, develop an app or become an actor or a comedian, if you feel called to do that in your heart, just start. It doesn't matter if you're not too young or too old or too anything. Just do it. Because honestly, I think it's just a numbers game of the people that work hard enough at anything and stick it out eventually make it. There's so many incredible stories about like I was listening to Steve Harvey on Dr. Phil's podcast and also on Oprah's. And I mean, there was a point where Steve Harvey was homeless uh, and and bathing in hotel bathrooms, you know, just to make it as a stand up comedian. And look at now he's like the hardest working guy in television. He's on every channel at all times of the day. And it just takes, you know, sticking it out and being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, you know, being a little broke. Just do what you got to do. And um, yeah, let's get to my guest because this guy is a real inspiration. I, I feel 
I feel like he has such a genuine positive energy. He's not just someone that, you know, posts quotes and just talks about positive stuff. Like he actually walks the walk and it's genuine. You feel it from him. He just, it's just a really inspirational person to be around. Uh, you saw him on The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram, like I said, he does all these motivational videos. He's a personal trainer, super nice guy, relationship expert. He tours and gives motivational uh, speeches on relationships. And, you know, I, I think it's really cool. He's trying to teach uh, men to be better men and be more open. And I just, I love what he's doing. I love this guy. So without further ado, the lovely and super inspiring Eric Bigger. Eric Bigger, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. We're here. We're here. We're, We're here. here. You know what I love about your Instagram? Many things, besides your very attractive photos. Oh, thank uh, you. How positive you are. Like, I think that, and I think that sometimes people can be uh, not very genuine when they're, when they're like doing the positive positivity thing but i truly believe it when you're posting about that stuff yeah it's the truth yeah i mean the thing is this is who i am and i think to a lot of people i don't make sense they're like how why you can't be this positive all the time you're always happy granted i'm oh, not people. positive and happy all the time mm -hmm. people i'm a human being yeah but based on my astrology and my numerology i have a lot of positive traits that's within me but the thing is, with me, I don't have a gray area. Mm -hmm. So when I'm not that way, people are like, are you okay? What's wrong with you? Is he okay? He's not dancing. He's not mm -hmm. vibrant. Like, no, I'm just zent out today, and I don't want to be uppity or whatever. Yeah. So I don't have a medium. He's very white or black with me. Mm -hmm. uh, but probably 85% of my life, 90% of my life is positive. Mm -hmm. The 10% I channel and put in other places. Or I try to figure it out. Were you always on. like that? Like just ever since I was a kid. Really? Yeah. It was just I've always been an energy of my friends, my peer group. Always been the go to guy for advice or mm -hmm. motivation. Yeah, I'm positive. That's just what mm -hmm. I what I am and who I am. So I just Do you find that a tad exhausting though that you have to be the one that's sort of like the motivator and as I, I I've been that a lot in my friend groups too and and I think that Sometimes people can take advantage of that. I don't know if you've found that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been on this earth 31 young years, so <laughs> I've learned a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I, let's let's be clear. I was a people pleaser at one point in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, people would take advantage of my kindness. I didn't know how to express my other feelings, my real feelings. Mm -hmm. I would just kind of, you know, play off what I'm really feeling, and it's cool. It's okay. Then I got to an age where it wasn't okay, and it wasn't cool. Mm -hmm. And so I started to hold people accountable and put people in their place. Yeah. And that side of me came out due to the show, partly, The mm -hmm. Bachelorette. Um, and from there, I gained a new perspective. Like, oh, it's okay to own how you really feel. Mm -hmm. Be honest about it. Be honest. And you're not here to please people. And you're not here for people to like you. Like, you're here to build relationships. And you're here to live your best life and do your best in the world. Isn't that the greatest feeling when you realize, like, doesn't really matter if people don't like me. Yeah, I don't I care. I don't, if you don't care. Like me. You're not supposed to like me. You wasn't born to like me. You yeah. was born to like yourself. Exactly. That's <laughs> such a good point. You know? So true. So I just think I fought many years of acceptance and because I didn't get it as a child mm -hmm. from my parents. Really? Explain that. Go back to Well, when I was young, you know, my mom and dad were there. Uh-huh. They were never together. Mom and dad never been together. Um mom was always a single mom. Mm -hmm. Dad was a provider, not a guider. And my mom emotionally just abandoned me. You know, I don't yeah. think it was like intentionally. She just never asked you like how you were doing, how was she school, just how never your was friends. There. She was just like, and, and, and part of that was I was a good kid, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm from Baltimore City. Baltimore City is a tough city. Mm -hmm. So usually the kids would get in trouble, get attention. I did good in school. I didn't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. I was on a row. I played basketball. So, oh, we don't have to worry about Eric. He's fine. Mm -hmm. But I still wanted that love, that nurturing, and that attention. Did you have and siblings that were acting out that got more attention? Not really. I just think... My mom was young when she had me. She was 21. She had already had my sister a year before. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she was just doing the best she could mm -hmm. with the information and stuff she had. And maybe I don't think she knew how, yeah. honestly, to love me emotionally. So what happened in return, I became everything I wanted from my mom. So I became like the mom for all my friends and people. Even with women, I think that's what I learned this summer when I was, this past summer, I'm sorry, in Paradise was that 
I'm so nurturing as a man and so mm-hmm. giving and so loving that throws women off because mm-hmm. they're like, why are you so nice to me? Why do you care about me? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh. I wish that didn't throw women off. Like, that's so irritating it, to hear yeah, because it's like there's so many bad dudes out there yes and girls complain about bad dudes constantly but then when someone's nice to them they're like oh it's weird it's like well, yeah. what the hell do you want then right and so i think that scares them and then mm-hmm. they don't understand it doesn't make sense too good to be true and i i've been i've been i fought this my whole life mm-hmm. even with times where you know all the fellas have fun and then there's the you know quote unquote how do how do i how do i say it we'll say a fun girl mm-hmm. a girl who's promiscuous and likes to have fun right yeah and so, you know, your your guys are having fun with for all the guys. Yeah. But when it comes to me, I can't have fun. Why? What do you mean by that? Like she wants to be my girlfriend. Oh, I see, I see. So it's like I So think, she wants to seriously date you, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, she wants to seriously date me, but she's the fun girl, but she wants okay. to mess around with all the other guys. And I'm like, damn, why can't I have fun? And so what I realized over years was that I think women like that usually women in general just mm-hmm. know instinctively like who's who and what is what. And I I think it was something about me mm-hmm. that those women knew. And it's like, no, you're a keeper. So mm-hmm. they play for keeps. Or I had the challenge of for every woman I did want, I never end up with them. Mm-hmm. From, okay, I heard you say that on an interview, and I wanted to ask you about yeah. that. You said on this interview, you said that like every woman that you like went for like hard, hard yes. it never worked out. It never worked out. And I wanted to ask you, do you think that that's just like human nature where people – always want what they can't have and then when something's too easy they don't want it you know yeah i think it's a little bit of both but i think with me uh i don't have no middle like i said i'm all in like um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm coming like i'm mm-hmm. coming full throttle i'm gonna show you give you i don't i'm i'm not gonna lie to you i'm, I'm coming and i think what i learned over years especially these last few years that's too much for women so i don't give Why? women because they're not used to it then my energy is already what it is, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's, it can be a tent at times. This mm-hmm. guy, he's so positive. Oh my God, he's spiritual. You know, whatever. Maybe that's intimidating to it is intimidating. women because there's a lot of women probably in L that, that are not LA. Sorry, that are not positive. That are like, you know, negative, hard on themselves, insecure. That when there's someone yeah. like that around them, it makes them probably even feel worse about and themselves. So that's what I think happens is that people in women insecurities come up with mm-hmm. me because I hold women accountable emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the guy that's gonna sit there and let you cry and talk to you about your deepest fears and mm-hmm. thoughts. I'm not leaving. I hold space for you, so it, it can come off like a therapist at times. Mm-hmm. But I'm really ha- holding unconditional love and support, and I think women are not used to that from someone they like, mm-hmm. not right off the back. Yeah. Do you know what's actually more challenging than dating? Hiring. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. And that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a match. And ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That is so effective. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. Yeah, I said free. That's ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash be here. B-E-H-E-R-E. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And I think I don't give women an opportunity to pursue me. Okay, uh, why? Because so you I'm, go to So I'm, I'm an over-pursuer. I think mm-hmm. I'm all like, because it's like, what am I, what, why would I, I'm not playing no games. Mm-hmm. We even going to do this or we're not. So what happens is I go all in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. Nine times out of ten or eight times out of ten, women always come back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a Pisces, so I'm very emotional and intuitive. Mm-hmm. I feel everything. When they come back, I'm not there no more. Like, those feelings are gone. I'm yeah. done. Do you think, though, that that's, that that's kind of a problem where you only want it when when you want it and then maybe they needed time to catch up, but then when they catch up, you are sort of over it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's 
I don't think is I want it when I want it. I just like I'm in the moment of having it. Mm-hmm. It's like if I have an opportunity to make a million dollars, why wouldn't I give everything to make it instead of like, oh, it's not ready right now. So maybe we get you on the back on the back end. I might want three million dollars mm-hmm. because I serve that purpose maybe after that. But I think I have to learn balance mm-hmm. and I got to allow women to give. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is I think my biggest fear was and still is maybe is receiving mm-hmm. from women. Cause I didn't receive from my mom. Mm. Oh, there you go. So exactly. Yeah, you don't know how to. You don't know how to accept I don't, it. And then I don't know how to accept it or allow it. So mm-hmm. my energy is blocking that part of yeah woman to come and give the same thing I'm giving because I'm overwhelming them with mm-hmm. the giving part. Have you ever um, done any research or heard about um, like attachment styles in relationships? Not attachment styles. No. It's like there's um, people. I've heard of patterns. Like what's that? When you when you you create a certain pattern like where there's oh, okay. like the same thing over and over and like why is this pattern repeated? yeah that that's kind of the yeah, yeah. so it's like usually that you repeat your attachment style and there's people that are um, there's uh, uh, anxious attachment style then there's anxious avoidant then there's avoidant so like um, usually the anxious is the person that's always the pursuer yeah and that's like their go to and then yeah. the avoidance the person that like you know can't accept it and uh, yeah. So whatever, uh, if you should do some research on it, it's super yeah. interesting because it, it says a lot about like who you are and how you, and then there's, then there's secure attachment style and all of these are, they stem from how you were raised. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think I probably, probably have one of those, mm-hmm. but I think for Well, me, I think everyone's supposed to fall into one yeah, of the categories. I think for me, it's, uh, it's just always been odd timing. And mm-hmm. I think here's the thing. I'll, I'll give this, I'll give this snippet. I've known my whole life mm-hmm. that. I don't want to say husband because husband sets a certain type of connotation. Let's say qualities of a husband, mm-hmm. qualities of a, a man that a lady would want. Mm-hmm. I know I have that. Yeah. So when I'm dating anybody, I know what I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. That's what I have on my side. Like I know I can shift and help women evolve. Yeah. Emotionally, internally, mentally, physically, without nothing materially, I can help you evolve your life. I just know that with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. So... Sometimes the women I pursue, yeah, or even the women who are not ready for that, mm-hmm. who can't be accountable for that, or who are wounded and hurt it, and they don't want that, yeah. So my and or they're they're really attractive, but yet they have no substance, yeah. They have nothing to give in return. Well, you shouldn't have moved to LA. Yeah, and that's <laughs> LA, right? You know, somewhat. But then it's women that I'm like, ah, cool, yeah. But I'm like, doesn't fill my my cup all the way up, yeah. So it's a kind of picky thing, uh-huh. but I know. I'm like, you know, find, you're going to get yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's so not, not hard for me it. to get in a relationship if I want to get in a real relationship. Mm-hmm. I can set my life up. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good. I can set my life up to have that, but I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to settle. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all about time. And that's what I learned on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in LA almost nine years. Oh, my okay. seventh year, I go on the show and my life changed. Yeah. And I've done everything. Under did you actually go on the show to, well, I did read another interview where you said that you realized you were afraid of love and you realized that I think when you were on the bachelorette. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I think through the whole interview process, mm-hmm. I realized as I got far on the show and before that, you know, cause you got so much time to think. Yeah. Like there was a girl I was dating in like 2014, 15, I think. Mm-hmm. And she really was like my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like I always had girls that I dated. Mm-hmm. but was never my girlfriend. Yeah. But we did everything like a relationship couple would. Yeah. But I wouldn't commit to the Yeah, I'm sure the, the girl title. loved that. <laughs> yeah, like we spent every week together because my I know, love the, language the is... not title thing. Quality time and uh, acts of service my love language. Mm-hmm. So I'm always giving that. But when I thought about it, I was like, damn, she was really like a girlfriend to me. Mm-hmm. Like she was there. Like she wanted to be with me. I didn't want to be with her. Yeah. So... It was a fear thing, mm-hmm. fear of control, fear of stopping my life, fear of not. Because my biggest fear before TV, mm-hmm. I don't have no real fears other than heights, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't swim. Was that I would never I can't li- swim either? Never live up to. Oh, really? Not wow. really. Yeah. Maybe teach you up, teach each other. Yeah. But my biggest fear was that I would not live up to my potential. Mm-hmm. And that, fe- that w- I was frightened by that because I knew I had this crazy potential. And you didn't want a girlfriend or someone to hold you, you back to in hold any me way. back from that. I think I'm that's like, a very common thing for yeah. girls and guys. Well, I think guys in general because yeah. it's like, well, I don't want to be tied down because I need to explore. And then 
there's a part of a man who has a side of things you haven't done in life. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, materially, maybe with a woman or maybe traveling. You want to have that experience before you really settle down so you mm-hmm. can get it out of you. Yeah. So it was a lot of that and a lot of not having an intimacy with my mom being there. Mm-hmm. So I always looked at relationships as one-sided. I just provide and yeah. give and take care of you and, you know, you serve you. And they're like, no, brother. But after a while, side. isn't that sort of unfulfilling for you? Yeah. Not when you're working out that energy your entire life and you yeah. not know it. Now and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't do life by myself. Yeah. In general, like I have a team. Like I can't yeah. do everything. It's a lot. Yeah. So what I realized, relationships, hmm, it's romantic, but it's not more, it's not so romantic more than it is partnership. Mm-hmm. Like the reason we're oh, together while, is I think to it be absolutely is a partnership. Yeah. To help each other mm-hmm. in life. Because the romantic side is like it comes with the relationship, but that's not really why you should be in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I think some people who get married is because they're great partners mm-hmm. and they're not as they're not great romantics, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then some people who do that, the romantic side, they romanticize, they can't be great partners. Mm-hmm. So you got to pick your poison and you got to see, you know. But I think the other one can develop if you work on it, too. Yeah, absolutely. So did you actually go on The Bachelorette to find love or was it to... I mean, because I can speak honestly for myself. Like, my appearances on um, Vanderpump Rules, um, while they are my best friends and so I'm going to be involved in their lives, yeah, I calculated it in a way to make sure it was about my comedy when I was introduced and stuff. Like, I use it as a business opportunity. (laughs) Absolutely. So for you, was The Bachelorette to find love a business opportunity or a combination of both? Well, here's the thing. For one, there was no business to make opportunity of. Yeah. I was, who was I? I worked for myself. I'm a fitness trainer. Yeah. Two. Yeah, we get more clients. Yeah, but two, I've never watched the show. Okay. So I don't know what it consists of other than, oh, it's love. To be perfectly honest, I've never really watched it either. Like, I've seen like a few episodes and I just watched the ending of that Colton Cassie thing. Right. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Which is the, you want what you can't have thing, which I was going to ask you what your opinion on that, but we'll go to that later. Yes. And three, my whole thing was, why is this opportunity in my life? Why did it come to me now? So did someone seek you out casting? Yeah. So I had a friend who was a producer of one show who had a friend casting for the show Mm -hmm. and they were actually looking for someone in Baltimore, but I happened to be from Baltimore. And so they picked me. I went on an audition, and I met with some people from the team for, Mm -hmm. like, 45 minutes. Boom, done, one day. Then I'm like, I didn't get it. So I think it was, like, late 2016. Mm -hmm. And then, like, January 2017, I got the call. Like, yeah, we want to bring you on. Were you excited? That's what made me help make make my decision. Because everything from that point on, the second, third interview, I felt good. I felt so happy. Like, I've never oh, felt that way. So that helped me make my decision. And this how I knew things were different. Everything I did from after final roles to the end to before even seeing Rachel was just, it was just aligning itself. I saw Rachel Lindsay in the gym before I was supposed to see her on TV mm-hmm. in real life. So it was like, why am I seeing you before I'm supposed to see you? Yeah, interesting. It's a bigger picture than this whole love thing uh-huh. you're part of my purpose yeah so i feel like the universe was bringing me into my purpose of things and i think what i what i was lacking in life mm-hmm. was the uh, spirit of love inside of me mm-hmm. from a woman mm-hmm. and so and i think when i got that from her mm-hmm. my life changed yeah then my potential kind of went 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 above and beyond and i did everything i always wanted to do in life and to this day i'm still am somewhat so did you leave that show heartbroken no i wasn't no, my no, heart no. was full my heart was broken before the show yeah my okay. mom didn't love me so it was already broken mm-hmm. but the love actually filled me up mm-hmm. so i was like why should i be mad like look at my life i went to six countries i fell in love i got my miracle mm-hmm. it was miracle season i fell in love on national tv for the first time in my life that's pretty cool so it was so much bigger than experience and everything. It was like life and what I'd been through, what I didn't get, what I became. And then it was like all attention I wanted from my family mm-hmm. and from growing up, I got in a different way. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. And here I'm like trying to deny it and like, no. And it's like, no, rec- it's like receive, like mm-hmm. receive. Absolutely. You have to yeah, receive yeah. now. Yeah. So it was so weird when people get opportunities and then they, they kind of let them pass them. I mean, they experience the opportunity in the sense of like they go through it, but they don't actually let themselves receive the entire experience receive and the joy it. from it. Yeah. And that was my biggest block was receiving anything like, oh, you want a water? No. You need to ride to the corner? No. I would just say no. Yeah. And I met with a few like, you know, spiritual people and it was like, 
you knock your blessings all the time because you don't receive. Mm-hmm. And the universe wants you to receive. Did they give you some ex- advice on how to receive? Yeah. So I, I was asking, I did a, a, was it acoustic or acoustic record. I can't pronounce it. But anyway, you meet a person, they read your chart or whatever, and you mm-hmm. ask questions to like the divine or the higher power. Okay. And so. And what's it called? Uh, acoustic. Uh, Akasha. Akasha record? Huh. Okay. We'll look it up. But anyway, um, I was asking them, how do I receive? Uh-huh. And she said the most odd thing but simple thing to me. And she said, smile and say thank you. Ah. I was like, what? She's like. Smile and say thank you. That's all, all you have to receive. So the thank you comes from. I love that. Just receiving. Uh-huh. Like someone gives you something, just say thank you. Then my smile, like smile at people. Like your mm-hmm. smile is infectious. It does something to people. Smile. And then I asked the so, but the, but the question, like she said, the divine was so happy you asked that question. How do I receive? Because mm-hmm. that was the question I needed to ask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then years later, I met with another person, and she gave me more advice. I was like, you're too humble. You need to carry some conceit. You care too much what people think about you. Da-da-da-da. God gave you these gifts, and you're not using them. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. If you don't use them, you will lose them. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. Like, it hit me. What gifts did she think that you were not using? Just who I am. Mm-hmm. My looks, my body, my mm-hmm. personality. Because... My entire life, I didn't want people to like me for my looks on my body because I was like, I want you to like me for me as a person. Mm-hmm. But she said, no, 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 sweetheart. You have that. Mm-hmm. Use that to your advantage. Not to take advantage. That's actually, but it's, that's very good advice. Yeah. That in a, it, it, it sounds like conceited to even think that way. But I've, for my entire life, I don't, I, I don't like people to think I think I'm better than them. I don't like to feel. So I am self-deprecating to the point of like where i'm just like oh you don't know i used to be fat when i was younger like i, right. I really go hard on like yeah. i'm not even that pretty like right right no you're very it's pretty a, oh thank you <laughs> so a photo of your instagram the other day i'm like damn that girl's hot and i'm looking at it right now like damn girl well, heart eyes yeah but yeah and but so, yeah you tend to people tend to but you know why put themselves down because they don't want to i don't know I just you want, don't want to outshine anyone and i want people to like me you don't want people to me. like me for yeah. me so what I learned was she said uh, people want you to carry conceit because of who you are. Mm-hmm. Because you're so humble, people want you to kind of shit on people, like kind of be in your ego a little bit mm-hmm. more because of who you are. It's not going to come off the same way as someone who's very arrogant. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And then what else did she yeah, say? Yeah, because you have a very sweet nature about you, yeah. so it doesn't seem like you're, you know, taught like – just talking a big game. It's like, yeah, like I'm not trying to shit on nobody. I'm yeah. just trying to do my best and get out of people's way. Like on a sh- when we were on a show, oh, what do you think about the other guys? Are you competition? Like there's no competition in life. Yeah. The only competition, people listen. Stay in your own lane. The only one is competition is yourself because mm-hmm. no one can be you more than you. Yeah. I think, it, that's, I think that's fantastic advice. Yeah. I think, I think that comes naturally to people though. I was talking to my mom about this uh, a couple days ago actually. And I was saying that, I've never had a jealous or competitive bone in my body in the yeah. sense of like, I don't like, I'm happy for other people and I don't really right. care what they're doing. It doesn't yeah. affect me. It just is like, they're doing their thing. I'm doing my thing. Right. It doesn't, I, I don't measure myself. And I think that was just something I've naturally have. Cause yeah. there's people that have the exact opposite and that's something that they usually can't get rid of. Like that jealousy, that comparing that, they like a scarcity mindset scarcity, that, yes. you know just because this person has something that means now i can't have it it's like no that means there's opportunity out there yeah or they were compared to people their whole life and they're tired of it yeah so that's all they, that's how they think that's how they operate yeah totally i'm not thinking about nobody i'm thinking about what i need to do to get to the next level yeah i'm not worrying about him he for what <laughs> waste of time waste of time waste of energy but people don't have that awareness mm-hmm. so it's hard for them to cope with yeah. their re- or people need that awareness the other way to compare themselves to get ahead because mm-hmm. they need something to compel them to be better. Because mm-hmm. if they don't have that, how do they, where does the grit come from? Yeah. Unless you have crazy adversity. We can all benefit from working on ourselves and trying to be better. So think about it. Could listening make you a better parent, a better leader, even a better person? Could listening to motivating fitness programs get you fit? Could listening inspire you to start something new? And I say yes to all of the above. And there's never been a better time to start listening on Audible. 
With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, and now, with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom, with content made for members. I'm currently listening to Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. It's just so inspiring and motivating, and I love listening because I feel like I get the author's personality and I understand it more. And Audible members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals you can't hear anywhere else. Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere. At home, at the gym, on your commute, or just on the go. You'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. And I don't think you will. Audible, the most inspiring minds, the most compelling stories, the best place to listen. Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash while or text while to 500-500. That's audible.com slash while or text while to 500-500 and listen for a change. All right, guys, that's audible.com, A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com slash while. W-H-I-L-E or text WHILE to 500-500. I want to know, I mean, I'm sure you hate getting asked questions about The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. No, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I just, I just, I I think this what bothers me sometimes when I'm out. Damn if I do, damn if I don't. Some mm-hmm. people will, some people won't. Are uh, you Eric from The Bachelor? Mm-hmm. So if I say yes, no, uh really? Right. Mm -hmm. Or um, are you Eric from The Bachelor? No. No, come on, man. I know you on the show. I'm about to Google you right now. And it's like, why are you asking me a rhetorical question? Yeah. (laughs) So if I tell you yes, you're like, no, really? Then if I tell you no, you're questioning my no. So it's like, or I'm a big fan of yours. Really? What's do you follow me or? Yeah, it's like, but. It's just, I don't like, I can't say rhetorical question because every question is not rhetorical if Mm -hmm. they don't know it's that. Yeah. I just want people to just be themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm human. Like, uh, this famous celebrity that people put you in a box of, like, I get it. I understand Mm -hmm. that. But you can talk to me just like a regular person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But I love, I just, it all all depends on the source, who Mm -hmm. who it's coming from. Yeah. And I think some people don't know how to ask questions. Mm-hmm. I think I was in a paradise, and I think it was. I love e- when people accidentally insult, e- I, like random e- fans yeah. will accidentally insult you, and you're like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> ET Canada, and uh-huh. I was like, she was asking all these questions, and I'm like, okay, what do you really want to know? Mm-hmm. Like, just say it. Yeah. And then we can we can cut. We can cut yeah. the, the, to the, you know. I'm genuinely curious about, like, the process of even filming that show, though, because, yeah. like I said, like, my experience with reality TV's Vanderpump, uh, how long do you film it? And after, is it like, are you always on camera? You're all, you're probably 90% times on cam- camera, but. They have cameras in your room? Yeah, bump it, yeah. But there's not like in a bathroom and like, they're not like so on they can, you. Like while you're sleeping, you're being filmed? They can get shots of you. Like they bring the cameras upstairs or wherever you are and, yeah. they, put, and they put the cameras on you. Is that weird after a while? We're, after a while, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. You're not even thinking about it. You're yeah. just in it, like whatever. What's up? Hey. Yeah. You start knowing the camera guy's name. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? You yeah. Know? So that's normal. So you did go on the show though to find love. That was well, like I said, or you no, just were that was accepting ne- it, it, the it journey. Was, of- it was never like love. I, my whole thing was why. I started with a why. Mm-hmm. Because if I would went on the show to find love, I would have never fell in love. Because yeah. one, I never been in love. Yeah. Up until that point. So did you then, think you had been before though? No, I know I haven't. You hadn't. Like, okay. I can. I wasn't open enough. I was so not receiving. Yeah. Uh, but it was it started with the why, the intention. That was my intention. Why? And so mm-hmm. that led me to love. Mm-hmm. But if I went like I'm gonna fall, and honestly, I wasn't into Rachel when I first saw her. I'm like, she's cool, but she's not my type. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, over time, we just fell in love. We became like it was like a soul connection. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. But I get it now. But if it was like. Outside of the show, I probably wouldn't date her. Or, you know, she was cool. She had like the homegirl type of yeah, vibe. Yeah, but it's like a perfect storm. You're also in this intimate setting too, yeah. where I think that people can fall in love easier in more controlled settings like that. Like absolutely, you don't have no distractions. Yeah, if I'm focused on you all day, every day. Mm-hmm. I have to fall in love with you. We're talking yeah. about our deepest fears and feelings. Absolutely, we're in bungee jumping or hot 
air balloon helicopter. We making out. Come on. Yeah. We got to love each other. Um, <laughs> did you enjoy doing the Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise more? Oh, the Bachelorette for sure. Oh, really? Why? Just because I went to six countries, I fell in love and it was just a crazy experience. Why six countries? Really? You guys traveled yeah, that we much? Went to, we went to Spain, La Roja, from Santa, right? Spain, uh, Oslo, Norway, Copenhagen, Denmark, Sweden. Uh, I went to France and Switzerland. I didn't realize the show was so fancy. Well, Why so much travel? So two of the two of the uh, countries or places were Sweden and France. So Sweden, we were staying we were staying somewhere, and we took like the boat to the next. So I was in mm -hmm. Sweden, and then the other was France. We had a group date mm -hmm. from Switzerland. The boat took us to the other side of the town, and we mm -hmm. were in France. So. That's how those two came about. But, yeah, it was a travel time for us. That's crazy. God bless. So when you moved to L.A., you didn't move here to be an actor or be on no, TV? not at all. So this is just crazy different for you. Well, the thing is, for me, I think TV's been chasing me since I've been here. Oh, really? I've always been running from TV. I'm like, no, I just want to motivate people and be positive. Well, like, and TV's the biggest way to do that, though. But I wasn't in, I wasn't passionate about TV. Like, But the, first, the funny thing is, is this. My friend, Aisha Cole, guys should look up Slutty Vegan. It's really good food. She has a restaurant in Atlanta. She's killing it in life. She's in Forbes. It's awesome. Her name is nickname is Pinky. She worked on a lot of shows, whatever. But anyway, she was the first person. So I was in LA for two weeks, standing at her friend house out here in Sweetser in West Hollywood, him and his wife. Mm -hmm. I needed it, so I had to find a place to live. I ran into her in a club. It was the Key Club back in the day. It's mm -hmm. now One Oak. Mm -hmm. She went to high school together. She's mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, we can stay with me. I look out. She was like an angel. She looked out for me. She went back to Atlanta for a few weeks. But anyway, make a long story short, she was the first person, like, you need to do background acting. Mm -hmm. So my first ever job in L.A. was acting. I did background acting. I was a stand-in basketball player for mm -hmm. the Zach and Cody show. Oh, really? <laughs> I made $175 a day. Yeah. So that was my first ever gig. Fast forward to The Bachelorette. Who calls me? Aisha. Pinky calls me. You want to go on this show? Oh, really? So it's like her energy and that weird? what we have is attached yeah. to TV. It's like she's continued points me in a direction where I need to be. Mm -hmm. TV. Yeah. So I think TV is part of my purpose. I know I'm supposed to be on TV now, but I know, put it to you like this, I know why I'm on TV now. Mm -hmm. I get it now. Like it's, yeah. it's bigger than the experience of The Bachelorette and all these other shows. It's to impact people. It's transform people, give them hope and faith that they can do it. Because where I come from, who I became, and what I do in life. Mm -hmm. Did you do motivational? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Did you do motivational speaking before the Bachelorette? Because I, I read that you tour and do that, right? I, I did and I didn't. So my motivational speaking was on my Instagram. Mm. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday I had videos. Mm -hmm. Motivation Monday, Wisdom Wednesday was Positive Friday. Cool. Any, you guys got to follow him. Yeah. And Tuesday, Thursday, and all of days was quotes. Mm -hmm. So every week I had videos. So that was so that was me prepping. Mm -hmm. And I done like small, you know, speeches. But post show, I did like several speaking engagements where I got paid and things Great. of that nature. So that's like a passion of mine. That's what I really want to do. If if you ask me what I can do for the rest of my life, it would speak to people and get paid and consult mm -hmm. people one on one. That's what I really would want to do. Yeah. But TV has gave me a platform and opportunities to do those things potentially, but also give me leverage. Yeah. So I'm thankful for it. Yeah, but absolutely. It's the all best about helping people for me is, yeah, so TV is is, is a gold mine. Do you have um, any advice for my listeners who wanted to get in shape since that's what you do? It's simple. Listeners, I love y'all. Love yourself first. Yeah, I'm also first. listening to this too. Love yourself first. Food is medicine. I'll say it again. Food is medicine. Food. Environment. What is in your environment on the day to day? What are you eating? What's in your cabinet? You got to control your environment. If you put mm -hmm. something in front of me too long, I'm going to eat it. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Your roommates might mess up your diet because they eat shitty. Excuse mm -hmm. my language. Uh, food is medicine. Um, eating healthy and taking care of your body is a form of self-respect. I totally agree with you. Form of self-respect. Um, you should exercise and you should emotionally love yourself. It's not easy for everyone. People mm -hmm. do have struggles. People do have insecurities. It takes work. It takes work. But you need to get around someone who's going to hold you accountable, and you need to set your standards high. Hold yourself to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. It's like, what do you want out of your life? What do you want out of your body? Mm -hmm. You can't say, oh, I, I'll just, like, no, don't do that. Do you think diet's more important than exercise if you had to choose one? Oh, yeah. Diet for, for sure. sure. 
Yeah. F- food is everything. Yeah, I always say that. I'm like, it is so much easier to eat 500 calories than it is to burn 500 calories. Yeah. It's like when people like work out, you know, a couple times a week and they think, oh, I can eat a cheeseburger now. I'm like, oh, you just canceled that out by about three yeah, times. Yeah, because trust me, when you get older, your metabolism slows down. Oh, I have yeah. clients above 60 years old and they work out three times a week with me. But they go out and have expensive dinners and eat garbage and guess what? Three or four pounds later in the gym next week, like, oh, I bloated, I had this, I had that. Like, yeah, because you can't just <laughs> eat anything because you worked out. Can't go to Mastro's and have steak. Right. <laughs> you got to manage that. So health is wealth. Um, a lot of people emotionally eat because they're stressed mm-hmm. or they're struggling in life. That's uh, a big one. Yeah. I think that emotional eating is as big as people that use, like, drugs or alcohol as yeah. a way to, like, manage their stress. It might even be more. Yeah. And then, you know, eating. stress, you put on stress weight. Mm-hmm. When you stress, you gain more. Mm-hmm. It's hard to lose because you're in a state of. And your body's you, tense, so it's holding on tense. everything. You're holding on. You're not well. You're not feeling good. So it's hard to get in shape when you're not in a great emotional state. So I would start with how you feel about yourself on a day-to-day. Accept yourself, all of you, the good, the ugly, the sad, and the bad. Mm-hmm. Food is number one. Mm-hmm. Do some form of exercising and set high standards. Mm-hmm. And good. get around people who can help you and control the environment. What's in your cabinets? Mm-hmm. You got Pop-Tarts and uh, Chips Ahoy and Oreos and... You know, bread and mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to eat it? I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't even sound good to me. Yeah. Um, so you're somewhat of like an astrology expert. Yeah. Uh, I d- when did you get into that and how did you? Uh, so I've been in L.A. It'd be nine years in June. June 12th would be nine years. I got here 2010, June 12th. So through my years in L.A., mm-hmm. I've been searching for the truth for myself and others mm-hmm. throughout these years i have done a lot of research on you know people like tony brown tony robbins les brown bob proctors mary morsey all these gurus mm-hmm. motivational life coaches teachers i read a lot of books and so i went to a seminar one time and it was called make a million look small these guys there were just i kept seeing the number 11 11 22 it's like oh yeah let me read your numbers so he sent me this packet of all these numbers so that's how numerology got started I know I've been talking about all my upcoming travel and I wouldn't be able to do it as stress-free and as easily and as fashionable without my away luggage. I'm obsessed with away luggage. It's chic, it's lightweight, it's easy, and I can't travel without it. So Away uses high-quality materials while offering a much lower price point compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. You can choose from nine colors and four sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large for extended stays. They have four 360-degree spinner wheels guaranteed for a smooth ride. And like I said, it's super lightweight. So you know what? You can put your carry-on in the compartment above without asking anyone else for help. It's amazing. And the design features a patent pending compression system that is helpful for overpackers like myself. I travel now sometimes for four or five days with just an away carry-on. It's amazing. And both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times. It's amazing. And they have a lifetime warranty. So if anything breaks, they will fix or replace it for you for life. And there's free shipping on all away orders within the lower 48 states. Guys, honestly, you got to travel with away luggage. It's really the easiest, most fashionable, and I don't know, stress-free luggage to travel with. And I have an offer for my listeners. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash be here and use promo code be here during checkout. Okay, this is a special offer for my listeners. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash be here and use promo code be here during checkout. Guys, you gotta do it. But Mm -hmm. I think astrology started in college Mm -hmm. or maybe my first year in L.A. Is even my senior, junior in college, first year in L.A. What happened was I was in the club. I'm always, I was always a curious guy. Mm-hmm. And I used to think, why am I attracted to this girl? Out of all these girls in here, why her? Mm-hmm. So what I would do on a consistent basis would always ask women, what's your sign? Mm-hmm. And so the same consistent signs would show up. Scorpio, Taurus, Scorpio, Taurus, mm-hmm. Scorpio, Taurus, some signs of cancer, you know. So then I was like, hmm. We're compatible. Astrology. Let me look it up. I'll look at my horoscope. Oh, it's right for the day. Mm-hmm. And then over time, I just get more information. I get people who kind of like me, and I just dive deep. Yeah. So now I know all my signs and all my planets. And are, are Scorpio and Taurus compatible for you? Yeah. Yeah. 
somewhat. I, I feel like is that it, rare to be actually attracted to what's compatible for you? Because I feel like a lot of times people are attracted to what's not compatible. Well, for the them. thing is, the the crazy thing is, when it comes to astrology, you have more than one sign. You have so mm-hmm. many signs within your chart. Oh, yeah, right. you, you have your you rising your sign. Date. You have your moon sign. You have Which your I sun my, sign. Or my birth time. I meant to say that. Uh, I don't know. So. It. And Rachel on the show, she's a Taurus, so mm-hmm. she's very grounded and solid. And I'm mm-hmm. very like, you know, water sign. I'm all over the place sometimes emotionally. So that works. Scorpios are very inten- intense and loyal. They're water signs as well, mm-hmm. but we get along. But yeah, I didn't date women who are Aries and Virgos. Virgos are opposite than Pisces. Mm-hmm. Aries are very like strong and dominant. But it's different with everybody, especially mm-hmm. if you're evolving and changing as a person. You might want to date someone who's more capable of dealing with you, and not all signs are compatible to that. But I just think, mark my words, 10 or 15 years from now, mm-hmm. astrology and numerology will be used like a Bible really? for people in life. So you think it's really accurate? Did you see Instagram go down for a whole day? On Mercury's in retrograde. I saw your tweet about that. You know, it's like, come on. Uh, it is kind of funny. That is true. It's like when I really, when you dig into your chart and really get the information, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, I have stuff in my chart from like emotional abandonment, mm-hmm. um, how, I, how I do work, um, sex life, mm-hmm. money, like it's all in your chart. Mm-hmm. How Everything. do you, how do you, um, what do you need to know to get like a super advanced chart? You just need your birthday, uh-huh. where you were born and what time you were born and your full name. Freaking time is killing me. Yeah. And it'll break down everything, and you'd be like, holy smoly, donut shops, this is crazy. And so what happens is people get afraid of the information mm-hmm. because really? people are afraid of themselves. The first thing that comes out of mind, because we're always trying to protect ourselves, mm-hmm. is, is that bad? No, it's not bad. It's just something that's part of who you are, and yeah. it's okay. It's different. Yeah. So I just tell people, do your research. Uh-huh. Information changes situations. And you'll have a better understanding. So on funny that people always think that like a characteristic is is like bad, just maybe, maybe yeah. because it's not necessarily the one that they wanted or like they see yeah. it in someone else. I had the maybe I've talked about this on my podcast before. I can't remember, but one of the most interesting things I ever experienced or learned was um, I went to grad school at UCLA for screenwriting, and one of the first days um, in the lecture portion of the class, the uh, professor had us write down. He was like, okay, I want you to take a piece of paper and I write, want you to write down like five of the worst things you've ever done uh, in your life or, wor- yeah, just were your worst qualities or worst things you've ever done. We were like, okay, cool. And then he was like, I'd like, you know, like 10 people to stand up and if you're brave enough, read them out loud. And these people read them out loud. And then he said to all of us, he's like, do you hate them? And we're like, no. And he's like, see, that's what a good character is. That's what a good, like, that's that's what people are. They're made up of all of these things that are yeah. a part of them. That's how you write characters. That's how characters are in real life. Yeah. It's and, it's interesting. And I think we're we're afraid to accept the, the side of us that doesn't make sense to our identity that we want to create for the world. So mm-hmm. I wanted to create this positive, happy-go-lucky, you know, good guy, nice guy, but I didn't want to own my other side my shadow side where i like i don't like when people take advantage of people mm-hmm. i don't like that like, yeah I, that i don't uh um i don't like when people are fake mm-hmm. but i wouldn't know how to express that or be in that energy when i'm around people because i didn't want people to see that side of me because i was like oh you're not gonna like me yeah now and i'm like no you don't gotta bs me you don't gotta explain i get it just tell me no like it's fine yeah i'm not gonna be mad at you i'm gonna respect you yeah so you know as you and i think that gets it comes with time. As you get older, you some things just don't care as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know what you want. But I always say the more you know about you, the more you can protect yourself and help yourself. Mm-hmm. But if I know more about you than you, mm-hmm. I can control you. Yeah. Oh. That's just that that's simple. Interesting. So yeah. if you ask most people Then that's how people probably fall not that you would no, do this to someone right, right. and control them, but that's probably how people fall into patterns of being victims of like Look at mental Kelly. abuse and the, yeah. Michael Jackson. He knew how to control people. Not a control. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is if you ask ninety percent of the people, who are you? Mm-hmm. Most people say, I'm a father, I'm a mother, I'm a husband, I'm a wife, uh, I'm a CEO of a company, mm-hmm. I'm a podcast host, I'm a fitness trainer. Great. Now, if you take those things away. Yeah, that's just a title. If you take those things away, who are you? If you don't mm-hmm. have the job, if you get a divorce, if your kids abandon you or leave this earth, mm-hmm. then who are you? Mm-hmm. You don't know because you never really got in touch with your inner self. Mm-hmm. 
and so do you do a lot of daily work on working on your inner self oh yeah all day yeah I'm, i think I'm, a lot of people don't i mean yeah. i've i'm checking myself every day like am i in my ego right now like yeah how do i too. feel a way about this like do i really like her or what is this about what am i not trying to accept in this moment mm-hmm. why am i going so hard on this issue like what is that about me? You know? And I think people might think it's like a little ridiculous, but I think that becoming a better person and becoming a happier person takes a lot of daily work. Yeah. It's not just kind of like sliding through life yeah. because usually people will slide through life and then years later they're like, oh my God, I'm so unhappy. I don't know what happened. It's like, because you weren't paying attention to anything. Yeah, you're not aware. Awareness and intuition is, I feel like, the most powerful tools anyone can have in life. Mm-hmm. Intuition, intuition is the highest so form of intelligence and awareness is everything. Mm-hmm. Because when you're aware, you can change things. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you got to shift your thinking, shift your paradigm. If I believe I only can make money if I work hard, I'll never be rich. Mm-hmm. I'll never be rich. And if I think, oh, I only got to date what's in my culture or what I'm used to or comfortable with, then I'm never going to find a love that's for me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm basing my life off of what I think is true based on the perception I have already. Mm -hmm. So that's why I tell people, get more exposure, read more books, go around people that's different than you, Mm -hmm. travel the world, learn life, and you'll be able to live your best life. Absolutely. But if you stay pigeonholed, you can't really, how can you evolve as a person? Yeah. Um, So I wanted to ask you, I have a few more questions before we wrap up. Uh, Back to the Colton and Cassie thing. What did you think about that? I mean, so I never watched the show, but because I knew I was going to have you on, I was like, I guess I should watch some, some bachelory things. Uh, surprisingly, I was a little wrapped up in it. I was like, oh, this is a great show. Yeah, um, it's a great show when you get into it. But do you, do you think that he wanted what he couldn't have? Cause she. Absolutely. Here's the thing. It's simple. I dealt with a little bit of this in paradise. Mm-hmm. He was given everything. He wanted her. Mm-hmm. She was the only one he wanted. She didn't reciprocate. The same in return. Mm-hmm. She wasn't into him. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she wasn't into him. Much as she, so here's the thing with pretty women on TV. Mm-hmm. Pretty women on TV can get away with a lie. Why? Not saying mm-hmm. she was lying, but I don't think she was. I think she did love him. I don't think yeah. she was in love with him. I don't think she was into him. But Is aren't she, they together now? Let's really look at this from a. You want to <laughs> look at this from an analytical <laughs> side, or do you want to look at it from just know. a general side? Both. <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't think she's really into him like he's into her. Mm-hmm. I think he's really in love with her. He wants to be with her. One, she's freaking hot. The girl is hot. You, mm-hmm. you ever see her crying? She's hot. Mm-hmm. She's a pretty girl. So she's just, she's going to win. Did you, you ever see her crying? She's like, a pretty crier? You, yeah, she's hot. Yeah. So for one, any guy like Colton of that status, you, mm-hmm. must, you want a hot girl. Like They're going to make so much money together because they look good. Yeah. That's just for one. Let's be clear. And she's attractive. Two, uh... She, I don't think she's really into him. I think she does love him and she does like him. What I really think is that they have this best friend type of vibe. Mm-hmm. They're like besties. Like, yeah. I love you. You're my bestie. I want to be with you. But I don't think. But here's the thing. In that position, she has to she has to surrender and submit to being with him. What, what else would she do? Yeah, exactly. If you say no, the world is going to give you flack. Yeah, absolutely. So she's kind of like. She, and it's an opportunity at this point, yeah, too. Yeah, she's kind of pigeonholed where it's like, okay. And not saying that it might grow stronger. Cause I think he put a, 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 a video up, and he's like, I love you, like, on the plane. And she didn't say it back. I was like, damn. Not saying she has to, but it was just like, this Ooh. was the day <laughs> That of, just made me cringe. Yeah, but it was, like, weird. Like, he just said, love you. Like, she didn't say anything back. She was just filming him, and I'm like, whatever. Maybe I'm looking too deep into yeah, it. But yeah, yeah. You can, you can see mm-hmm. when someone is like, I'm all, I can I can look at someone looking in their eyes and say like yeah, they there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're there. He's there. She's not there. Yeah. She's going along with the show. It looks good. It feels good. She's gonna make a lot of money. She's gonna look good. It probably lasts a year or maybe longer. Maybe they grow stronger or bond. But mm-hmm. forget what it looks like. I don't feel. Yeah. That they're all in together. I don't feel their energy on the same level as love. Yeah. I feel like he's at like a high 110 yeah and she's at a low 76 well i mean she's willing to admit it even i mean she said it to his parents <laughs> like jesus they didn't get engaged so yeah. clearly she's yeah. not feeling what he's feeling yeah so and that's no disrespect to her i mean good good, good job for owning like you don't want to be proposed you want a mm-hmm. girlfriend boyfriend thing great mm-hmm. so i mean it'll work out they're they're gonna make a lot of money mm-hmm. they're very attractive people and um i wish them the best he seems happy so 
Congratulations, yeah, brother. Yeah, that's great. Do you, do people in the bachelor circle end up always sort of dating, even if they don't end uh, up on the shows, like, just because you guys all hang it out? It depends. It depends. It's, it's hard for some people, but some people do. Yeah. I can't really say names because I don't really know, but I know it happens. Yeah, yeah. You try, but it's a little, uh, bachelor can kind of be a little finicky. It can be a little, I don't want to say high school, but. Mm-hmm. Probably not, a little bit, Yeah, though. I'm not into that. Yeah. Like, we, we cool, we cool, we date, we date, but I'm not into... Yeah. Nah, I'm just not. So, uh, what's next for you? Like, what are you working on? What are you... Well, right now, you know, I still have clients that mm-hmm. I train um, weekly. Um, I'm working with a startup. It's called Be Raw. Cool. Raw stands for Resilient, Authentic, Willing. And a concept of Be Raw, uh, it's a platform, which is an app. And we have three modalities. We have yoga, uh-huh. meditation, fitness. With those three modalities, we have five emotions. We have fear, we have anger, we have sadness, we have worried, and we have stress. Mm-hmm. So within that space, if you're feeling five of those emotions throughout the day, you come onto our platform, our app, mm-hmm. and you have me as a fitness trainer or methodologist. You have a yoga instructor. You have a meditation instructor. Awesome. You select fear because you're feeling fearful this morning. You take my class. Right? Oh, I love this. But the thing is, before you take the class, you're going to journal uh-huh. your emotion, how you're feeling right now. You're going to rate it. How high is it right now from a scale of one to five? Maybe it's a five. Uh, uh, then you're going to uh, light your candle to set the intention. Then you're going to take my class. Mm-hmm. And in my class. The class is obviously mobile. You just yeah. Take you it for the, okay. So I'm in a space and I'm doing a workout and I'm mm-hmm. talking to you. So the workout is really the byproduct. Mm hmm. But I'm really hitting at the emotion with my words. Mm-hmm. So emotion changes emotion. I'm mm-hmm. using my the movements to change the, the emotion in you, but I'm talking to you about your emotion. Mm-hmm. I call it spiritual fitness. That's great. You know, and, and helping people get to a higher level of consciousness and get out of that fear or uh-huh. anger or stress. After you take the class, it's a 10-minute workout. You go and back on the app. You journal. How mm-hmm. you feeling now? And what's your score? Do you feel more fearful or less fearful? And then you continue process, and we will, we will have data to keep, like, well, when you're feeling stressed, it's best for you to meditate and mm-hmm. not work out. Because we realized when you took the workout class, it didn't really improve that much. Yeah. And so the funny thing is, and that's, you know, catered to emotions and mental. I'm doing a partnership with mental health. Mm-hmm. Mental health with the L.A. County uh, Department of Mental Health with Power 106. Mm-hmm. So they're bringing me in to do boot camp once a month, Mind Body Soul Boot Camp, for people who are having any type of depression, stress, anxiety, or anything. Mm-hmm. Mental gonna, health is so important yeah. for people to work on. So it. I'm bringing the two together now, mm-hmm. and we're going to work together as a team and kind of build up not only the app, but the, the, the awareness of mental health and helping mm-hmm. people get out of, you know, this this depressed low state or tough state and granted you know depression anxiety and all these things are sometimes are chemical you don't know Mm -hmm. some people can't control it Mm -hmm. and i've learned a lot over the years from you know people committing suicide and things of that nature really got to be kind of like sensitive to people's emotions and feelings because you really never know what it comes from but i really think that's what i really believe and i know things are chemical for some people they need medication but i think when more people have unconditional love in their life Mm -hmm. and around them things can shift and people can heal. Mm-hmm. So that's my intention within this app space with doing these boot camps is giving people not only positive energy, light, encouragement, motivation, but loving them unconditionally and letting them know, like, listen, you might be feeling fear today. Look, I was fearful this morning, mm-hmm. but look, we're going to work together. You're going to help me help you help us help everybody. I love that. And it's, that's a t- so it's, great. it's not, it's not like I'm the instructor. I'm better than you. Like, no, we're mm-hmm. equal. It's just, you're in it together. I know how to, I have the tools mm-hmm. to get myself out of this emotion. Mm-hmm. You might not. Yeah. So let me help you. I love that. You, you know? need to do more of these yeah. motivational, like you need to tour and do this. Oh, more. we're going to do all this. It's all, all right. time. And I know that yeah, this, yeah. this is my gifts. You yeah, know? Yeah. And I love it. So yeah, you really do have a gift for yeah. it. And it's very sincere. Yeah. I so, love that. And I love people and I want to see people win. Yeah. That's my, when, when, when someone's happy, I'm happy. Good. I get fulfilled. So. That's great. Well, Smart. tell everyone where they can find you. On well, the you can media find media. me on uh, Instagram, Eric Bigger. <laughs> Come right up. E-R-I-C-B-I-G-G-E-R. Follow me on Twitter, Eric underscore Bigger. I am on Snapchat, E-Biggs, E-B-I-G-G-S-S. Uh, LinkedIn as well. I'm on all platforms, people. Facebook as well. This is my first and last name. DM me if you got any questions. You know, I'm open to anything, so just just let me know. Whatever you feeling, whatever you thinking, trust me, I get crazy DMs, and mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like explicit DMs. I'm talking about 
from people being sexually abused by their partner mm. to, you know, so to uh, wanting to do something to themselves, you know, violently. And I get a lot of crazy DMs mm-hmm. because, you know, my, my story is very motivational and mm-hmm. positive, like on my Instagram, the, the quotes I put out. And people just feel comfortable telling me this. So mm-hmm. not saying that I'm a therapist and I want to take on all your, your baggage, mm-hmm. but I, if I have some information to direct you to this app, Be Raw, or to a site, or maybe I have some information from you, I'm open to helping you mm-hmm. because... I know my gift and my purpose in life is to transform people and get them to a better self, a higher self with the tools I have. So with that being said, you can find me on those platforms. That's that. It's miracle season. We're always moving with the cheese. And um, <laughs> love is in the air. So just be open to it because I am. And it might happen for me this year, next year. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe no. never. No, but, no, no, but no. Listen, but listen, the reason I say that, people, I'm accepting that that's okay. Yeah. If it doesn't happen. I've accepted that too. So you know, whatever. I like myself a lot. Don't fight it. Yeah. Just go with it and be open to it if it does come. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.